I just wanted to send you all love and positivity and hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, what you're working on, going through, I hope you're staying positive, focused, and um, know that there's nothing you can't achieve. It's a 70s Dodge camper van that we, my boyfriend and I renovated. So all of our stuff, both of our stuff, everything that we own fits into this vehicle. And we're just driving around the U.S. Kind of like, we started with a plan, but as we taken the journey, like life has happened and the plan has changed. So just kind of like seeing where the journey has taken us and figuring out life as we're on the road. Damn, that's what's up. Where'd you guys start? Uh, we started in Oakland, so I actually lived in Oakland for two years before starting van life. So I kind of hit a point there where I was like getting antsy, being in the city, ready to go, and feeling like I had grown as much as I could there. But also like those rent prices and the price of living was hurting my bank account right. and I wanted to travel. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really, right. Coming from New York, I thought I was like, nothing is more expensive than New York. Like. There's no place that's even going to compare to how expensive New York City was. And then I came to Oakland and I was like, oh, like, it's the same price. It's levels to this high rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So what was your process of, because you mentioned that, the, you know, you kind of went into it with a plan, which like as you started to, to actually, you know, make that your lifestyle, the plan ended up shifting. So what were some of the ways in which like, a, I guess, like, you imagined it being in your mind, and then, like, once you started to actually, like, make that transition, make the renovations, etc., um, like, what sort of popped up that you were surprised about? Yeah, I'd say, to start, I had heard about van life through YouTube, so there are lots of, like, people on YouTube documenting them living and traveling in a van, and, like, a highlight reel of how awesome and amazing it is, but you don't really mm-hmm. see the full reality of it, so we were like, oh we're going to get this van, we're going to renovate it in two weeks, and then we're going to be on the road. The renovation went from two weeks to two months. And, like, it's not like we did something crazy, but it was also just, like, 
it's our first time ever building something. It was kind of crazy for us to expect that like, oh, it's just gonna happen super fast, but that's what you're always fed through social media that like people wake up one day and then make something perfect out of their first try doing it. So that was like a first thing. And then it's also just kind of the reality of like traveling, figuring out how to make money because we had savings that we started out with, but especially coming from California, the price of gas there is crazy. So driving down through California and we stayed in the LA area for like two months. So that also was a bit of a money suck that it also comes like, okay, we thought the plans that we had for money of like through starting our own businesses would like things would happen faster than they do. Like you fall into the lies that you see on social media. And like, like it was it's easy peasy. Like, yeah, like everything looks easy, but the reality is like everything takes time and you have to figure out and like make enough mistakes that you can then have enough learnings that you actually know how to do it. So like as time has gone on, it's definitely gotten easier and like I've gotten better at like pacing myself and knowing the reality of like how long will this take me if I give all my energy to it because that's also another thing like I can't expect something to take off if I'm not like putting 100 percent in. 1000 percent. Did you for the renovations and stuff, did you guys do that by yourself or did you have to hire someone else to I guess help and make additions? Uh, so we did everything when we bought it. It essentially had a layout and it had it was built out, but it was a build out from the 70s. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, who knows what's behind this stuff, like mold. So it's like you tore or, up the floor, like floor yeah. and everything. You just redid. Yeah. So we just took out everything that was in there. And we had a little bit of help because my partner, his teacher from high school, has like the shop class. So like he had all these tools that he would let us come by so we could like rip things out of the van. But then besides that, when it came to building, like it was us (laughs) trying to figure out stuff. Like we thought making kitchen cabinets would take us like a day and it took us Mm -hmm. like a week (laughs) and they still came out crooked, but they're they're there. As long as they just keep things inside. It's interesting because like I, I watch like a lot of my YouTube algorithm is full of like, there's this whole concept of like living big in a tiny home. So people are then like taking smaller spaces and like figuring out how best to live efficiently. I've started to see like van life stuff come up on the algorithm, but I've never actually had a chance to actually view it and really see like how much time it actually takes. I, I really thought that people were buying these vans that were sort of already pre-renovated and ready to, um, I guess, drive off into the sun, you know, not to sound cheesy or anything, but. Yeah, they're actually so there. There's like levels to it based on like how much money you have. So like there are people who like will lease a Mercedes Sprinter van for that 70k that they have to make monthly payments on, and then they'll Sheesh. go take it to some. Yeah, it's like you might have, you should have bought a house. It's like you might and have bought a house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they're and then they'll like take it to somebody to make a beautiful inside interior that'll cost like another 15 to 20 grand but it's like for us we bought our van cash for 3500 bucks our renovation probably cost us like 1500 and then like our t- we had a whole fiasco where two of our back tires popped out <laughs> and we had to Ooh. redo all our tires and they're like custom 
things hard to find. So that was another thousand dollars. So it's also like just like maintenance costs for vans, like things that nobody talks about is like, oh, if something happens to your van, like that's your home. You have to pay to figure it out. At least it seems like it's cheaper than like a year's rent, though. You know what I mean? I guess that's <laughs> you guys are still, I guess. Yeah. Out, if you think about it that way. Yeah. We calculate the other day because we were both paying thousand dollars for our rooms and it was like, oh, we've been doing it for like five months now. That would have been $10,000 in rent just from that. And it's like right now our cost of living, like on a super expensive month, like our first month, it was 1300 for the two of us. And that was like eating out a lot and California gas prices. But like now that we're in Arizona and it's getting cheaper and cheaper, like I say it's probably like 800 to $1,000 a month. And it even like keeps going down as we go further east. Wow. That's dope. I mean, it's really, it's interesting to hear about it from the financial perspective, but what I'm also coming away from, from hearing, hearing you talk is this like, it's really dope how you kind of seem very open to whatever comes and like thinking outside of the, like even, even the fact that you kind of embrace this lifestyle and like there were certain challenges along the way that you weren't expecting, but you sort of just kind of rolled with the punches and kept, you know, yeah. you know moving forward with it. That's really dope. Cause I feel like a lot of people, you know, they are dealing with high rent or dealing with some, some sort of a challenge, but they're not really thinking like, you know, in these more unorthodox ways of solving these problems, or if they think about it, they aren't necessarily willing to, to commit to it. So that's really dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of like, I don't know if it was just me, but like in the city, because before I lived in Oakland, I went to college in New York City. So just being in two cities and like being surrounded by the fast pace, I was hella burnt out. And like, I was like crumbling. I was like, I can't really survive <laughs> this anymore. So like, what can I do to leave, leave on my own terms that I still feel I can have a cool life that I want to have? Yeah, and it's that freedom and like betting on yourself in order to do that. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, and I and I definitely do. I definitely do feel you on that whole burnout element. Um, but I definitely haven't taken. I, I haven't been brave enough to take that step, or even like I, I've had friends that would just take. I guess like sabbaticals. I guess we'd call them from work and travel for like three to six months with just a backpack in South America. You know. That's beautiful. I'm curious, did you, like, what was the, what was the downloading or, like, research process beforehand? Because I know you said that you did see, like, videos of people taking, I guess, like, a similar journey, but no one's really talking about, I guess, those financial costs, so on and so forth. Like, what was, like, the turning point where it was just like, all right, you know, now is actually time for us to lock this down and push forward this mission? Yeah, I think it was kind of, like, a leap of faith and, like, having enough to take the leap of faith but not necessarily knowing, like, what comes next so like Mm -hmm. for example at the time like I got fired so last year like January 2019 I got fired from a job at the same within a week of my partner starting a job and so he like is not the type of person who finds any joy in working like office nine to five stuff so it's kind Mm -hmm. of like and I'm also the same way so I kind of knew like okay we both are not feeling this lifestyle that we're in and it's kind of like at first we're like okay we'll leave when we have like twenty thousand dollars saved up we'll leave then it became like okay that's too long we'll leave when we have ten thousand dollars saved up (laughs) it's like okay like i can't make it (laughs) that many months like that's too long so then it just was like okay like we had been saving money even before we knew like it was going to be van life we had been saving money up every month so like I was on Craigslist. 
I saw a van, like I, we had only been looking at vans for maybe like two, three weeks. Like it wasn't super long, uh-huh. but like, especially even vans in the Bay area, like people sell these things for like on the cheap end, usually it's like $10,000. So like we found one that was 3,500 and that was like a blessing. We went and saw it. It like fit everything that our minimum requirements of like being able to stand up and mm-hmm. like have space to cook in. That was basically it. So I was like, okay, we have enough to buy the van. And then once we had the van, it was like, okay, how much longer do you feel like working? Can you like, like how much longer is it like, even like healthy to be working? Because yeah, I feel like certain jobs, it just wears people down. Oh, oh it takes a toll so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, okay, we know we have the van. We know we have enough money to renovate it and we have enough money to like get us started for a bit so it was just like okay let's do it <laughs> we're doing so it like kind of thing yeah time to hit yeah the yeah and it was <laughs> it was just like the timing why wait when like your soul is telling you like it's time to go like yeah don't be here anymore so yeah that's just we just were like okay Let's listen to ourselves and leave. That's beautiful. I feel like uh, I have a ton of different like questions just about kind of the lifestyle. But before we get into those, this is probably a good time to stop and do some introductions. Yes, sir. So what's good, y'all? Welcome back to our uh, communal podcast. It's Azim. We got Eric on the line. And who's on the road with us? It is Isa 2. I am currently traveling the U.S. in my camper van. Hey. Well, welcome. Definitely do appreciate appreciate already the kickstart of the journey so far. When you when you did pitch this idea to your parents or to like family members or just like guardians, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. what was their initial reaction? Did you did you feel like you needed to get like any some any permission from them when deciding to take this risk? I tell my mom like after I've decided like it's like I'm doing this. This is what's happening, and uh, she was actually pretty excited about it because she has traveled a lot in the past. So I feel like compared to the average parent, she was excited about it. But at the same time, I think she had worries about like, okay, but how do you, how are you going to make money? How much money do you have now? Like worrying about the financial aspect of it because that does affect your life. Um, So she had some like good worries, but she was more on the side of like, leave when you have like, 20k in the bank but at the same time when we didn't leave at that when we left earlier than that I found comfort because I know that if she was in my position she would have left at the same time yeah (laughs) damn so I'm wondering kind of on the logistical side like what is the day-to-day look like and and is do you have sort of like a routine how how many hours are spent driving for instance uh so we are like pretty chill about how fast we move like we'll move to a different place and be like, stay until we kind of get some signals from ourselves or from like our surroundings that like, okay, it's time for us to go or we're ready to go. So like on a travel day, max we usually drive is like two hours um, just to get to a new town or a new land that we can stay in. Um, But like once we're in a place, then it's like we wake up, we have a bathroom, we have a toilet in our van. So like, we can do all our stuff there because that's also a thing. Like a lot of people don't have toilets. They have to go to like Target or Walmart every time they want to use the bathroom. So like we have bathrooms in there. 
uh, we shower at Planet Fitness. So we go to the gym every other day. And that's like, it's been nice because now like my workout schedule is very uh, uh, consistent. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like you're already there. Been... You might as well stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've never been shaped like this because now I have to go to the gym to shower. But then otherwise, like, if we want to go out to nature, we'll go out to nature. If uh, we need to get work done, then we'll pull up at a library, at, like, a Home Depot parking lot, in front of a Starbucks. Like, sometimes we just use Wi-Fi in our car from places because we use up our hotspot so quickly. Or we'll just go into libraries. And, yeah, it's pretty chill once you get in the routine of it. And, like, usually finding places to park at night isn't too crazy you just have to be a little cautious because certain places they're like i don't want this old camper van in my neighborhood <laughs> so you of just course, have to be smart yeah. about where yeah. to park yeah it must also be a lot of fun like people watching while you're out there just like kind of observing all the different i guess like subcultures of america as you're moving around what are some of the places that you've been and were there any that that stood out that maybe you like weren't expecting to stay in for as long as you did but ended up appreciating I will say the one thing that's hard about van life is that I feel like so far I haven't had like a good chance to like really be getting to know people locally sometimes because we're like in a van and people are like, what are you like? Who are those (laughs) people in a van? (laughs) Are you ever like rolling out with the music blasting windows down? Uh, Your own playlist? (laughs) So we don't have speakers, but we got like a portable speaker, so it can't get like uh-huh. hella, hella loud. But people are just like, what is like, what are you driving this old car? But I'd say, honestly, nature has been like seeing nature spots has been the most rewarding. Um, eating lots of trying different restaurants. <laughs> like We have a running Yelp list of all the places that we want to eat at. So just being able to try different foods. Um, meeting people when we meet people because it does happen but it's more like randomly stroke of luck but yeah mainly nature spots I say to be honest there hasn't been anything like maybe because I'm tired of seeing rocks because we're in Arizona there's like (laughs) it was like cool when we first got here but now it's like (laughs) I don't want to see any more rocks (laughs) but there yeah there's like beautiful parts I'm excited more excited for when we get closer to the east after driving through Texas to get, like, to New Orleans and stuff. Um, just because then, like, instead of it being deserty and rocky, like, seeing real, like, lush forests yeah. and more of that stuff. Have you found people, like, willing to help you on your journey so far, the people that you've met in town? Yeah, so because we have an older car and we had – we thought we knew what we were doing, but we had no idea what we were doing when we bought it or, like, how all this works um, – and so, for instance, there well, we were in a place called Lake Havasu City in Arizona, and there you can stay on a Bureau of Land Management camping ground. So it's like just you drive in to in between all these rocks in nature, and you just park your car there, and there's no like bathroom or running water or anything. So we parked there, and then our car wouldn't start, <laughs> and like someone who was camping near us, helped us out. And they were like, oh, they like came to check, helped us out. They weren't sure what it was. Uh, We were like, instead of, we kind of got tired of like feeling like we were going to wait for people to help us and figure out. 
So we were like, okay, we have this manual. We believe it's the starter. So let's go buy a new starter. So we walked um, uh, 17 miles round trip into town and back. Yeah, to get a new starter for our van. Uh We put that in and it still didn't work. No. Um, <laughs> and that's already yeah, and that's another and that's another right. workout already that you got that yeah, you checked true. off the list right. that week. Right. And so but then we ended up running into a lady who we had seen before who was like, Oh, like, check your batteries. It's always it's also it's always something super simple. But she was like, Oh, yeah. check your batteries. Oh, I have a battery charger. You wanna charge your batteries? So like super nice lady who you wouldn't expect to help you. Also, we met someone in L.A. who, like, literally gave us the keys to her house and let us come and go into her, like, beautiful, the nicest place that I've ever been in myself. It was just, it's just, like, people are so nice um, and, like, people that I wouldn't have talked to normally because I probably would have assumed things about them that it's, like, yeah, it's been nice getting to meet people in that way. Yeah, that was beautiful. Do you feel any more, like... And I don't, I hope this isn't too personal of a question, but I just like, I'm trying to put myself, you know, in your shoes. And I feel like if I'm trying to imagine having that experience, I feel like being only with your partner kind of regularly and then meeting a lot of new people along the way and then kind of seeing nature, like I would imagine there's like kind of a spiritual or at least like a very like fulfilling part of kind of living that way. Would you say that's been been the case? Yeah, I think like, honestly, even the concept of just knowing that like, if we are in a place that we are, we're not like feeling fed at a place anymore that we can just leave and go into nature and be and disconnect and like not have to really worry about a lot of things that you have to worry about if you are living like the usual life that people tell us we have to live that, yeah, it's definitely like given me a lot more space to like learn about myself and even the whole thing with living with a partner in a small space like you really I feel like it pushes everything to the forefront and it's like Mm -hmm. you really have to learn to grow because you're in this together and it's like things only work if you are willing to grow and learn and like get over your own self and yeah, really dig deep as to like why do I do these things? Why do I do those things? How do I change and like having the mental space and time and space to change. Cause it's also like, I'm not always surrounded by people who have known me for a long time. That it's like, mm-hmm. I have the freedom to like, be a better, newer version of myself at any time without having to necessarily listen to feedback from other people. Yeah, that's what's up. Do you feel like van life or just like, there's mobile home living? And I, and I, I would think of it differently than, um, what are the other things called? Oh, like uh, RVs? Uh, RV, exactly, yeah. I would think of it being a little bit differently, but do you feel like there's there's going to be like a movement or push to more of a mobile lifestyle because of the way, I guess, rent prices are hiking up and just high pressures coming from everywhere, whether it's like work-life balance, some, some elements of like relationships. Do you feel like there's generally going to be a push based off of, I guess, your travels and what you've seen in the people that you've met? Yeah, I definitely like feel like more and more people are doing it. It's been interesting because on the road, they're definitely, like, I see a lot more, like, RVs, vans on the road than I would have expected. But also at the Mm -hmm. same time, a lot of people traveling like this are older, I've noticed. Like, it'll be a lot of retired people 
or people who are some people who are like in their 40s 50s but a lot less younger people but I think of it a lot of it as like this and like the minimalism movement like sometimes yes. I think of the minimalism movement as like it's because we don't have money to be able to buy <laughs> all these things so we're just calling yeah. it minimalism because like I can't afford all the nice things that I want um, <laughs> there's somebody I so, watch on YouTube he's like he calls himself cheap but he's like I don't really like the way cheap sounds so I'm gonna call myself a financial minimalist <laughs> and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such so the same same thing, yeah. How many like I'll be interested to know like how many super wealthy people have chosen a minimalist lifestyle. Like I feel like it's usually us who are like, I'm just trying to learn how to be happy with what it is that I can afford at this what moment. You have, you know? Yeah, but I also think especially with like student loans, like if you personally I'm like if you are paying rent, if you have a job that at any point you think they like, even people who are living in cities do van life, go to work, go live in their van. Like, if you buy a van outright, save up some money, buy a van. Some people doing it in a minivan. If you buy a vehicle, then all the money that you would have to pay for rent, like, you could put that towards your student loans, pay them off faster so that you don't have to worry about it. Or you could save up money, start your own business. Like, it gives you so much freedom. And you said that you started your own business, right? Yeah, so we, like, it's also another thing, like, we're on a whole entrepreneurship journey that has been very interesting. Like, when we first started out, we were selling um, CMOS, which then we realized it's very hard to do selling from our moving vehicle because we started it when we were still living in Oakland. Uh, so then it was, like, okay, more web design, website creation, app creation, like, selling that kind of stuff. And now that we also like share our journey on YouTube, we have like a small YouTube following of people who like will donate money to us or like buy merchandise from us. And we have oh, like, services to as well that we offer. Oh, our sole agenda on YouTube. If you want to see what any of this looks like, check us out. What's the internet situation like? I mean, if you if you're doing web design and and uh, and also documenting your journey, and yet you're also on the road or like moving around, where do you usually end up posting up to do your work? Uh, so honestly, libraries, because it's the like easiest place where they don't care if you are staying there for a long time. But we also have solar panels on our van. So like if it's work that we don't have to use the Internet on, like if I'm making a logo, I can just do it in my van. And then if I need to send it to somebody, then use the Internet then. But there's a lot of stuff that like we can just do on our computers and then... I can edit videos and make a whole YouTube video and then just upload it next time I have internet. But it's been honestly like pretty easy. Like if we like to work like late hours, sometimes at night, then it's a little tricky if we're not using our like hotspot to be able to go on the internet. But honestly, it hasn't been too crazy now since like McDonald's has free Wi-Fi, so you can even park in McDonald's. That's very true. <laughs> yep, and there's a McDonald's everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. <laughs> And those employees are not going to come out and say anything to you because they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll take all the internet you need. Do you feel like you've, um, I guess because you have these moments in which you are unplugging, like what's your, and of course you have like a YouTube channel, um, Instagram, and a lot of these other media platforms, but like being able to unplug at, the, at certain times, what do you think that's done, I guess, for your mental health? I think it, um, 
I feel like I've become a lot less anxious about like mm -hmm. everything since doing this. Like, for instance, if I always have internet, then it's like, okay, if I have a moment of downtime, I'll go on Instagram. I'll go look at something instead of like sitting with my thoughts and being like, okay, what am I thinking about? What's on my mind? What am I worrying about? So having more time to like listen to my internal dialogue and be like, okay, you're worried about this thing that you've been worried about before, but have you like, has it ever caused you an issue at this? Has anything ever happened because of this worry? Or yeah, just like being, being able to be more objective with my thoughts, being able to like process what I'm thinking. And also, yeah, just think a lot too when it comes to like body image stuff and the way that people expect you to present yourself, like not having to be around people all the time or the same people all the time, not having to like listen to the same messages from certain people all the time. Like, I feel like I've gotten more in touch with like Isotune from a middle school where I felt like I was just like listening to what I thought was cool, like doing what I thought was cool. And then as I got older, I started being like, okay, everybody says this is cool. So let me check it out and make sure I like this. But now it's like, okay, like what, let me rewind and break down, like what do I actually like enjoy doing, enjoy listening to, like what is the stuff that makes me the most happiest. Up like sun, down like sun, still sun. Up like sun, down like sun, still sun. Enemies of progress, they want me to fall. 